Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello there. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm just looking for um, my notes for this week's podcast. I can't seem to fucking find them. I don't know where I put them. Apologies for the banging. I'm just pulling stuff out of the out of the press here. I normally deb stuff wrote down on a piece of paper that I could talk about. And here we go. We have it. We have it. Um, two things I want to talk about in this week's podcast. It's the 18th month anniversary of the trip I took to the Pharaoh. Uh, sorry, not the Pharaoh. It's called Pharaoh. That's this place in Portugal. And I was talking about it in a previous podcast about a time that I went over to, Port- to Portugal from Knock Airport, an airport that was built by a priest. And I went over to Pharaoh. And I was on the beach and it was around October time. So, you know, in Ireland it was wet and it was cold. Went over to fucking the beach anyways in Pharaoh. And the place was packed full of people. Everyone out in their bikinis and their speedos and their tight clothes and whatever. Didn't bother me. But I went down to the beach one day with a sandwich and a cup of... Uh, a cup of... No, it was a bottle of Pepsi or something. And anyways, got down to the beach... And I looked around and who did I see over there on the corner of the beach? Not the corner, the middle of the beach, I should say, was, was a lad who looked like he'd been lathered up in grease. And he was wearing the tightest pair of Speedos you could deem to be legal. They were so small, I was thinking to myself, why, why, do you, why did you even bother putting on clothes today? Basically, it just, you know, it was like a G-string or an S-string, as they call it in... in uh, in their world, it's like a sack string. It basically holds everything in. Well, not that there's a whole lot to be held in. Well, it depends on the person. It depends on the person, of course. But anyways, I'm going off the point here a bit. And then his partner was there too, and she had no top on. And the two of them were walking around the beach like they fucking owned the place. And I thought to myself, what confidence. These two people crooning around the beach while it's fucking raining in Mayo. Where they're suffering. I came over just for a few days to see what was going on. What was all the talk? Paid five years for the flight. Nobody told me about lads on the beach with the tightest. And I mean, folks, the tightest. I was going to go over to them and say, you're going to be causing a bit of damage there to the balls if you don't loosen them up a small bit. They were just... You know when they say, like, uh, it's, you know, leave a bit up to the imagination. This fella, I could have... I could have wrote a book on the shape of his mickey. It was that clear in front of me. And the balls were just sitting there too. Anyway, I don't want to go on about this too much. But I just thought, you know, step aside from the physicality of these two people walking around the beach. While the beach was packed, by the way, everyone else was in shorts. People were going in to swim. People were having a good time. There was people having beers, people having food, people playing music. But all in all, it was a quiet beach. Everyone had clothes on, okay? Except for these two. But at the time, I was a bit annoyed. I was annoyed at their confidence that they could actually have the belief in themselves to be able to go to the beach and then just strip off. Because I could have sworn that I saw him walking into the beach, into the water with nothing on. I could have sworn I saw those baby cheeks. This man, by the way, was in his mid-40s. And his partner, she would have been about 39, if I was to guess. And the two of them were cavorting down the beach, holding each other, laughing at something. God knows what they were laughing at. Maybe they were fucking laughing at our ignorance. 
Or maybe we should have been laughing at their bloody arrogance to be going around the beach. And everyone was looking. Everyone was looking. You had to look. You just had to look. When somebody's on the beach and they've got no clothes on, you're going to have a look. And I'm all for a nudist speech. In fact, that's what I would like to see coming into this country very quickly. I would like to see people completely in the naked on the beach. Everything there. And just no judgment. You just, if you want to walk down the beach, and if you, even if it's cold and you fancy doing it, go for it. Go for it. Enjoy yourself. No cameras allowed. And everyone should be allowed to be down there enjoying themselves completely with nothing on. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, folks, thanks for joining me in this week's podcast. I hope you keep them well. Um, we're into autumn now. Can you believe that? The seasons are absolutely flying by. And it's nice to be in autumn because it's a nice, you, you, the trees change colour and then the bees go go somewhere I don't know where they go to but then you know what I'm you know what I mean like leaves coming off the trees and then some of the animals are hibernating now so they're getting into bed for the for the winter and it's a nice time it's a nice I suppose regeneration of life at the moment and I hope you're all enjoying your life out there uh hope everything's going well for you in your world and what was going to say to you now another thing I wanted to talk about this week was um I told people last year that I was going to do a marathon. This is what I told people. And I was annoyed at myself because someone told me a long time ago, when you want to do something, don't tell anyone you're going to do it. Like if you want to give up, give up the smokes. You don't tell people, oh, I'm going to give up the smokes. Because what will happen there is they'll be coming over to you going, are you going to give up the smoke? Are you going to give them up, yeah? Fair play to you, fucking hell. Fair, you got some willpower. And you're just really telling them you're going to give up the smokes when deep down they're getting all the gratitude now they're getting all the thanks and everything like that you know they're taking all the adulation for giving up the cigarettes but really what they have to still do is give up the cigarettes but now when they try to give up the cigarettes people are like oh yeah but you told me you're giving up cigarettes and now i see you smoking a cigarette so did you lie to me and you're like no no i didn't lie to you i was trying to give them up but i just can't well it kind of happened with me with the marathon i was telling everybody last year i was going to run a marathon and they were like, you're crazy, it's COVID. And I was like, yeah, but I'm just going to run 42 kilometers on the road. And they're like, fucking hell, that's great. Fair play to you. You must have some fitness. And I was like, yeah, I think I do, actually. Yeah, the fitness is pretty good. And anyways, I got the fitness up to, I was going a long enough distance, but it wasn't, wasn't anything to be writing to Sonia Sullivan about. And anyways, I realized I wasn't really getting the feeling again, you know, running. So... I kind of gave up and I took the credit for doing a marathon and I never fucking did one. And so that's why right now I want to announce live on the airways that I'm going to be doing an ultra marathon. So what happens there with this one is, and this is one I'm still working on myself. Um, I've incorporated my father into a team of people who are going to develop a track across different terrains in the west of Ireland and you're running through rivers you're running kind of over mountains and you've got to get past a farmer who's got a gun um you're going to be running through a slurry pit with a bag of stones you're going to have a lad chasing you with a knife and that kind of stuff just sort of stuff to sort of you know because I was watching the Olympics there really enjoyed the long distance running really enjoyed it 
but it needs a bit of a kick up the arse. And so I thought, why not make your own? And I see John Kavanagh, for example, he's doing Wimped Warrior. And that is um, where they get a fellow who's never had a fight before in his life. And then you get him into a ring and he goes fighting. And it's called Wimped Warrior. And that's kind of the, the gist of what they're doing. But the gist of what I am doing is completely different. And anyways, basically what I'm trying to say is that I need to fucking get out there do a bit of running. As I said, I got a Fitbit there not so long ago. And um, I like it, but it it's constantly ringing, saying you need to start moving a bit more. And uh, I understand where it's coming from. I really do. I know what it's trying to do for me. It's trying to just encourage me to get out there a bit more, be lively, keep moving, because mobility is key. But at the same time, you kind of get used to, used to the fucking thing ringing then, you know, and you're like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. It's only there to annoy me, just trying to fucking get me started, trying to get me wound up. I'm too busy here to be moving around. Who's it, who does it think I am? And then you go back to the YouTube video of, for example, uh, let me see what I was watching. Yeah, recently on YouTube, watching a lot of uh, crap, to be honest. A lot of crap. So much. In fact, I, lo- I watch a lot of uh, U- UFC stuff on YouTube and it's just like, why? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I looking at Dana White talking about some new part of the whole fucking conspiracy that is the UFC? A conspiracy to line the pockets of good old Uncle Dana. Because God knows that lad's got a few quid in the bank. Himself and the Fertitta twins are fucking swimming in coins of the air. And then they expect lads like me to watch YouTube videos over and over again about the same old storylines just fucking repackaged. Well, you're damn right, boys, and I'm fucking loving it. And I did see the French lad Cyril Gane versus Derek Lewis. And that was UFC 265. That was the main event as well. Of course, we know that Derek Lewis is 25 and 8 and Cyril Gane is 10 and 0. And the French bombshell hasn't lost a fucking fight yet in the size of him. And it just goes to show you now that the the heavyweight division in the UFC is not just about knockout power, but it's also about a lot of bobbing and weaving and head movement. And I've always said that. But um, what am I saying here now? Cyril Gane, anyways, won the fight in the third round after four minutes. And it was pretty much a knockout, even though uh, Derek Lewis wasn't knocked out, but he was he was a couple of shots away from it. And it was another big night as well for Uncle Dana. Made plenty of money. He didn't really break any records, but it seems like there's a very sweet time now for heavyweights. And it's amazing that Francis and Ghana. Before we go any further, can I just please thank everybody that's been supporting this podcast on Patreon, listening to it, showing your friends, telling your auntie about it, telling anybody in your family, just tell anybody, please. And I want to thank everybody for spreading the word. I really do appreciate it. And also to Golden Baked Jam Buns for their support. Your lovely, delicious jam buns continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste from your own freezer. And they are very, very tasty. Now, folks, we're going to get back to what we were doing. Okay, folks, got a question in during the week. And it said, my... Mother-in-law is making my life hell. What should I do? And that was it. Didn't even give me your name or anything like that at all. So I don't know what I'm getting at here. But I will say this to you. 
The mother-in-law is causing your life hell. Why is she doing that? What's the problem? That's what I'd say to her. What's your problem? What do you want from me? And if they're pushing you into a corner and they're trying to, you know, give you underhanded statements or trying to make you bite, you do not bite back. Do not bite the mother-in-law. Do not. They have secret powers that you need to be aware of. And that is the long-term, what's the word I'm looking for? Long-term tricks to wind you up so much that you won't know if you're coming or going. And it applies to everybody. But in this case, mother-in-laws, they have the game down to a bloody T. They know exactly what they're doing. So the mother-in-law is making your life hell. I would say to you is just say to listen, what's the problem? Please tell me, do you have an issue with me? And there'd be no, just cups of tea, phones put away. The two of you sitting down in a chair, respect Honesty, truth. These are all words you need to think about before you approach her. But just say, what's the problem with you? Why do you keep annoying me? Well, what's the, like, what's, what have I done wrong in my life? Yeah, we all make mistakes. I'm sorry. And if she can't accept that, then I don't know what you're doing. Even living with your mother-in-law. Move out of the house. Go somewhere else. You know, because you don't necessarily need to be getting on with the mother-in-law anyway. And maybe, maybe you're the one causing the trouble, huh? Do you ever think about that? Maybe you're coming home from a night out and you're throwing your shoes there. Or, I don't know, maybe you're not doing enough around the house. Or maybe you're going out too much. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. But I think that maybe you should get a good look in the mirror at yourself. And maybe this got nothing to do with the mother-in-law. Maybe this has everything got to do with you. Staying up late watching crap on YouTube. Going into the bathroom watching. Oh, I don't even want to say. So maybe the mother-in-law's picking up on all that. So maybe you're making her life hell. Think about it that way, will you? Jesus Christ. Now, but best of luck anyways with everything. And I hope it does work out for you. And just, you know, have a nice talk. <laughs>
There'll be headbutts and lickouts. Oh my God, the priest will be there watching everything with his camera. Like, I mean, it's going to be crazy. So just get your ass down here if Mayo ever do win the championship. And we will very soon. Now, the Dublin players are big, strong, fine lads. But why did they not have to go anywhere? Why can why did they have to sh- why are they allowed to stay where they are? You know, we got boys coming across the country, driving fucking miles, putting fucking putting rubber on the tarmac, paying tolls in and out because they gotta go home for fucking training during the week. So what I'm saying is, you know, wherever we were and we're, we lost two finals to Dublin that I'm just talking about now. Okay, and we only lost by a point each time. We made one mistake there before in the final. People would be shouting at me going, it doesn't matter, what's done is done, forget about it, move on. No. Because there was one final where a Dublin player got sent off. And then we got a player sent off straight away. But if we just held on to him, held on to him a small bit longer, we would have beaten the dubs and be all Ireland champions as we speak anyways not to not to worry this Saturday around 5pm if you're from another country and you want to know what GA football is it's the greatest sport in the goddamn fucking world after badminton please stick it on the television give it a watch it's wall to wall crack Unbelievable, the ball is moving fast. Like the Premier League is all good and well. But when you look at them and they're like, they're on 300 grand a week, Messi going to bloody fucking Paris. How much is he getting? Probably half a ton to play a fucking ball at the weekend. Fuck. These footballers, Mayo and Dublin players, in fairness to them, these are super athletes. The shape that they're in, see the size of them. I stood beside some of the Mayo players there not long ago. Maybe two years ago. Maybe three years. And they're all fine men. Fine big men with big hands. And I swear to God. That's the way the players are gone now. They're just serious shape. They're they're fucking pro athletes. Pro athletes. But it's a lot more rough and tumble. Than you get in the Premier League. Premier League now back in the 90s. When you had the likes of fucking Vinnie Jones. And the crazy gang going at you. Jesus Christ. Football in the 90s was different. Soccer. It was very different. I remember one time we were playing against fucking Balavari United. And I went up for a header. Their goalkeeper pulled a knife on me. Referee gave me a yellow card. I just thought to myself, is this what we're at now? That I have to get around this fucking goalkeeper and he's going to fucking pull a gun on me or something, is he? Ended up scoring a hat-trick and... You know, like, I don't like to talk about it, but I end up scoring a hat-trick. We won the league that year. But anyways, truth, truthfully though, truthfully, the GAA is an amazing sport, and it's an amazing... It's, a, it's There's something inside it that just captures the craziness of the Irish mind. And if you've never seen it, go on to YouTube, will you? Go on to YouTube, type in Mayo GAA the best team in Ireland into YouTube you'll get thousands of results you do that for any other team you, you barely get a result type that in and it's you got 15 lads against 15 lads the pitch is much bigger than a soccer pitch 
If you're American, you know what I'm talking about. With your small pitches. But the GA pitch is big, it's stocky. The boys are big, they're stocky. They're quick, they're in and out. They pass the ball with their hands and their feet. You heard me right. You can get points and goals. What? And we've got a referee that loves a bit of running. He just loves a bit of running more than those Premier League referees. He's just standing there bored. They know well no one cares. Them boys are on three, four hundred grand a week. Why the fuck would the ref care? So what's he taking home in the Premier League? He's probably taking home a hundred grand a fucking week, the cunt. But these GAA referees, these are seriously passionate boys. With serious cardio. I mean that. I often said if any of the referees in the GAA wanted to enter the Olympics for running, they'd win it. They'd get Olympic gold and they'd walk home. Well, depending on what country it was in. I mean, if it was in fucking Tokyo like it is this year, you'd have to fly back. You'd have to fly back. Otherwise, you'd be fucking... You'll be fucking thrown enough, drowned in the water, says you. Anyways, folks, I'll have to let you go because I can't continue to do this accent. But thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Hope you have a lovely weekend. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. You know, my father said to me the other day, he goes, and this was in a, an absolute twist of honesty. Because normally my father's like, oh, yeah, just, oh, sure I was. I know well, I know well, fucking hell. Oh, just, just, yeah, yeah, sure, oh, sure it has to be. And you don't really know what he's thinking. You're like, well, I don't know what I said there. What, what was he? Does he Does he like the rain? Does he like the sun? I don't know. And that's the way he likes it. But the other day he said to me in a very candid moment, he goes, I think there's only about 20 years left on this planet. I think that's it. But sure, I'd be gone. I said, oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah, that's very uh, appreciative. You're telling me that now. As if it's some sort of game show we're playing. And he's just like, I'll be gone. As if to say, well, I've done my bit. And in fairness to him, he's a great man. And I'm going to dedicate the end of the podcast to the man himself. He's a fucking sound out skin. And he loves a bit of sleep. And he loves a bit of fucking farming. And I tell you one thing. He's in good shape for his size. You see him with the top off. Oh, you won't believe what you're looking at. You will not believe it. And I told him that today. I said, take off your top. So I whipped off the top. I said, look at that. He goes, what you reckon? And I said, fucking top shape, boy. Top, top, top shape. And I said, just to kind of butter him up, I said, were you working out recently, were you? And he goes, I wasn't, no. He said, he hasn't done anything in a couple of days. He said, it hurt his toe. So I said, you're looking fucking beefy. And he was delighted with those comments.